This is Deep Dive. I'm Su Yi. The development of Xizang has been highlighted at a forum here in Beijing on Tuesday. The forum is called the 2023 Xizang Development Forum, held on the anniversary that marks Xizang's peaceful liberation 72 years ago. That was when Xizang ended feudal serfdom and started to transform as a modern society as we know it today. Experts and diplomats praise Xizang's achievements in areas such as poverty alleviation and ecological conservation. I see is that it's become much more modern, more prosperity, and and people can do things that they never could do before,、um, and their housing is improved,、um, all those things,、uh, and that、um, is a very good.、Thing. I'm very happy. I remember my first trip was in 1982, and Lhasa was very different. Now I, I see it's very modern, very, a lot of big buildings, good roads, good transport. So that's the、um, result of so many years. This is my first time visiting Tibet. I'm enjoying the beautiful scenery, the clean air, but also the rapid development. I think is very, very good for the people. To maintain the environment, but also enjoy. My colleague Li Yunqi traveled to a tourism town called Lulang in Xizang recently. I spoke with Yunqi about his trip. This episode is brought to you on Tuesday, May twenty-third.、Uh, so Yunqi, I understand your trip to Xizang included a small tourism town called Lulang. So first of all, tell me. About this town in Xizang, what's it like staying and spending leisure time there? What are its main attractions? Yes,、um, so this town is like deep in the mountains of the Xizang, and、uh, the air is very fresh, and you can see like very far through to the snow mountains that are very distant from you. So staying here serves like a, a getaway from the bustling city life, and of course, I mean compared to the popular destinations. The Potala Palace, the Jokhan Temple, and and the city of Ningchi. So this place is kind of a, a niche, new trend for people to kind of have experience deep in the nature. And it's not as popular as those destinations in Lhasa yet, but it's a growing trend, and there are more visitors coming to the town of of Lulang. And here, it's got alpine pasture, so you can travel. Among with the herds, with the herds of cows, high, highland cows and horses, so people go there for leisure time as a getaway from their bustling city life.、Hmm. How about the logistics there, like transport and accommodations? Because I know it's a little, little bit unfair to compare,、uh, to compare the situation with those developed areas in the east. But still, I think transport accessibility is so important for travel in a high altitude plateau like Xizang. Yes, I think there's a stereotype when people talk about Xizang. I mean, me included. Maybe before I went to Xizang, this was my first trip to visit Xizang,、mm. and before I went there, I was also expecting maybe it's going to be a little bit rough to travel within Xizang. But actually, that's not the case. The total length of roads in Xizang they it cannot compare with, of course, the big cities in the east. But the number of roads in Xizang is already enough to take you to most of the popular destinations, and the conditions of these roads—they are just as good as anywhere else in China. Actually, I met a a German traveler this time, and、uh, it's his second time to visit Xizang. The last time was 20 years ago. 
tremendous change in infrastructure, in railway infrastructure, but also in highways, roads. Um, when I uh, came up here uh, 20 years ago, I came up by car and it was mostly dirt roads I had to go. Um, now this changed uh, completely and it's in a, in a line with uh, many areas in China where I'm very much surprised about the infrastructure. So both the, the railway system, the road system, so the overall traveling and uh, the infrastructure experience is a lot better than in the past. So since a small tourism town, I imagine maybe most of the local people now live on income from the tourism sector. Is that a case? Yeah, that's for sure in these days. But that's actually not the case in the past. Mm. Because the reason why people love visiting the small towns like Lulang and of course many other towns, not just in Xizang and other regions of China, is because the life there is very different from the city life that we are used to. And uh, so for places like this, the local villagers, they were financially largely, largely dependent on agriculture mm. and uh, maybe husbandry in some areas. These days, in the case of Lula, it's become such a popular traveling destination. So a lot of the local villagers, they started running hotels, and turning their homes into Airbnbs. When the traveling, the tourism market has developed, the travelers to come here and they need more services, more than accommodations. So uh, some of the villagers, they can also provide services for food, restaurant, running a restaurant. And uh, there's a horse riding culture in Xizang. And so people can also provide horse riding services. And sometimes they can even take the tourists in deep into the mountain to pick up herbs. And that's a quite a unique and uh, interesting experience for a lot of city travelers. So right now, I think over 60% of the income for the local villagers in Lula is generated during the peak travel seasons between June and October. Yeah, so that's the summer times is about the most popular travel season for the town of Lula. Of course, some of villagers they still like to keep the old habit of growing agriculture, such as highland barley, during non-peak seasons. Hmm. So you, you mentioned you talk with uh, German tourists. So in general, what are the feedbacks from travelers uh, in this town? What about those, uh, particularly those uh, foreign travelers? Yeah, I was traveling with a group of uh, foreign visitors, and the feedback from them, I, I mean, apart from being happy in the nature and the chasing horses and the cows, taking mm. photos with, uh, with the animals. One of the impression of the, the feedback, what impressed them the most is the poverty alleviation effort in Xizang. Taking this case, the town of Lulan for an example. So in the past, it's not as connected to the outside world and to other regions of Xizang. But now because of this improving infrastructure and also because of the investments coming from government and some social capital. So these villages, they used to be isolated, and now the life, the financial income, and the overall life conditions for a lot of villagers here, they have become a lot different. Mm. So you mentioned it's a growing trend to stay in these uh, small towns in Xizang. I was wondering, uh, what facilitate the popularity of this town? Like, how did this brand was built? Yes, because we were speaking about this town of Lulang used to be isolated from the outside world. And I think for 
a place like this to develop, first, you need the transport infrastructure, and that's the investment from, from government fundings. And then after that, and in order to develop the, tour the tourism market, you also need more services like the hotels, Airbnbs that the villagers started running in the recent years. When the town of Lulang was, I mean, when this brand of a popular tourist attraction was first developed, the initial investment coming from Guangdong province, from mm. the government of Guangdong, mm. because Guangdong government has this long um, history of aid programs uh, with a city called Lingzhi. Mm. And so they found out there's this untouched natural place in Lulang. And so they initiated an investment of over a billion Chinese yuan. And then they also encouraged other social capitals, total of another two and a half billion Chinese yuan. And so there's a lot of investments coming to Lulang to help establish the transport infrastructure. And then also having these international big hotel rooms. And uh, so the overall transport infrastructure and then services in Lulang was established. And then, then this place was ready to receive more tourists coming from the outside world. Hmm. It's very interesting and for me, very important information to hear that the rise of the popularity of this town came from a different sector of capital. And like you mentioned, uh, from the help from uh, Guangdong province in, uh, in those eight programs. So from your introduction, I guess um, my impression of tourism in Xizang has been renewed, uh, updated, because what I had is like, it was like uh, 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. And now you mentioned the improvement of the transport system and the easy accessibility of tourism package. So let's talk about this uh, the big picture, how would you define the image or tourism brands of Xizang when it comes to tourism? Like maybe we can we can have some clear trademarks for places like Shanxi province. Shanxi province is a must go if you want to see those archaeological stuff. Or maybe Sichuan because the, the only place to go to see those giant pandas and enjoy those spicy food. What about Xizang? What's its um, a tourism brand? Yeah, I think first and foremost is probably the natural sceneries. Of course, there are some overlapping areas because in other parts of China, there are also areas that are famous for the natural sceneries. And of course, it's still different from other regions because the Xizang Plateau is the highest plateau of the entire Earth. So the sceneries here, they're just bound to be different from the natural sceneries of other areas. And apart from the natural sceneries that we just talked about, I think one thing that helps Xizang to stand out from other areas is the unique culture in Xizang. Mm. Because here, the people living here are predominantly from the Zan ethnic groups. And then there will also be the very unique traditions and the customs that only exist within this ethnic group. Every Chinese ha has heard about this song, Mm -hmm. And that's the wine that's made of highland barley uh, fern that's grown in the Xizang Plateau. And also a kind of tea that's made of the Cha, this butter tea mm. that's unique, that's only served from the Zhang ethnic group here in, in Xizang. These are the only two elements, the only two factors from just one song. And there are many more cultural features and interesting customs to explore. 
and to experience in Xizang. From a cultural perspective, that's probably a very unique part to distinguish Xizang as a unique a trademark of tourism. Hmm. So beautiful environment, uh, environment, uh, natural scenery, and also different culture and uh, different ethnic minority culture. But I think it takes a lot of efforts to、uh, to nurture and maintain all these qualities. So, like you mentioned, the、uh, very beautiful, pure, natural environment is a main charm. I'm curious how much has been done to protect its environment, but at the same time developing the tourism sector. Yes, when I went to Xizang this time, one of the focus that I was paying attention to was how well the locals are preserving and protecting the local environment. The overall environment is very clean and very well protected in Xizang. I've been talking to the travel guides in several touristy attractions, and from from the feedback that I heard from these travel guides, is that a lot of travelers into Xizang these days, I think they have a huge respect、mm. and revere for the local environment, and they, so the majority of these travelers they try not to litter, but of course. There are some people that might accidentally leave some garbage behind them, and、uh, the local communities, the local governments, local people, local travel guides, they will organize people to collect these accidentally left behind garbages. Just last month, the end of April,、uh, China's National People's Congress passed the Qinghai Xizang Plateau Ecological Protection Law,、mm. which will enter force in September. This year, and that's like a comprehensive legislation for the protection of the environment on the Qinghai Xizang Plateau, and some of the clauses in that legislation are also restricting mining business in some key areas, ecological areas, and so with this growing awareness and a sense of protection from the travelers, and also with the help of the local communities, and especially from this. A legislative perspective.、Mm, it's very good to hear that. Let's talk about people there. You you mentioned, I mean, local people in the town of Lulang earn sixty percent of their annual income from peak tourism season. What about the general situation in Xizang? Like, is working in the tourism sector a mainstream career path among young people there? Yeah, tourism sector is definitely one of the biggest sectors, economic sectors in Xizang, and there's. A lot of people working in this sector. I mean, not just the local people in Xizang, but also there are people, young people, especially young people coming from the neighboring provinces, autonomous regions of Xizang that come here to work here in the tourism sector.、Mm. And the most popular travel destinations like Lhasa and Ningxi, they have a lot of people that's employed in this sector. And、mm. I was walking in along this Bakor Street, and that's very famous sightseeing. Slash、uh, shopping slash religious、uh, street that's circling around the Jiu Kan Temple, and this time when I walked along this Bakor Street, one thing that I've noticed is this growing business、mm. of photo shooting business.、Yeah. I actually talked to several business owner of such a photo shooting agency. From what I heard of one of these、uh, business owner is that among the two hundred and seventy businesses. On the Bakor Street, almost half of them are now photo shooting agencies because、mm. the this younger generation of Chinese they love taking photos,、right. and when they come to here to Xizang to Lhasa, and a lot of the younger generation 
they love taking photos in the unique clothing of Xizang people. Mm. And uh, so that generates this popular industry of the locals is uh, running a business providing photo shooting service for the travelers. And this unique and emerging industry has a lot of uh, customers from the younger generation. And also people running this business are also from the younger generation. And finally, let's go back to the tourism town of Luleung. Uh, based on your uh, interview and observation, did, did they tell you their plan to make their town even more popular in the future? Yes, of course. Uh, that's for sure, because it's already quite a lucrative business for the mm. locals. And uh, it's not just the plan for the future, but an ongoing plan that's been carried out uh, for a very long time. Because uh, as I've told you, the most popular uh, travel seasons in Lulang and maybe in Xizang as a whole is from June to October. Mm. So about the summer and the early autumn times. So what do local people do outside of these popular travel seasons? One thing I've told you about is that they, some of them, they might go back to the old habit mm. of growing highland barley and the agricultural business. Apart from that, a more common practice in this town of Lulan is that the government will actually organize the locals to visit other Chinese cities that are maybe have a more sophisticated and a better developed tourism market. Mm. And so the government will take a lot of these local people in Lulan to visit other Chinese cities and learn from their experience of how to run successful tourism business, let's say Airbnbs, like how do you design a better Airbnb hotel to serve the tourists. And that's a plan to keep upgrading the tourist services from the villagers in Lulang. And apart from that, the locals in Lulang, I believe in many other areas in Xizang, they have very unique traditions and uh, customs like horse riding and archery. Because I I walked randomly into a villager's home and mm. I saw a prize that's attached on his wall that he won the third prize of a local horse riding and archery competition mm. run by the village government. And uh, I was surprised because for city people, I mean, we don't entertain ourselves mm. with horse riding and archery. Right. And that's a very unique entertainment for the locals in Xizang. And of course, it's not just in the town of Lulang, also other places in Xizang as well. And so this is something very common to these local people. But for the outside travelers, it looks just very fun and interesting. And the local people, they also, they also realized that this could provide entertainment for the travelers. Hmm. And they also, so they also have plans to making this uh, horse riding and archery tradition into a big festival. And that's already ongoing. So every year around August and September, they will hold a big festival for providing horse riding, archery, and many, along with many other traditional customs in Xizang. And uh, to make this a bigger festival, and that will most likely attract more travelers in the future. And I think that's definitely one of the plans for the local government to keep pushing the tourism industry in Lulang. The transformation of Lulang town is an epitome of the development of Xizang over the decades. Towns and villages brand themselves with their own distinctive cultures, which drives local economies. 
and a better economy contributes in turn to the conservation and promotion of local traditions and beyond. Xijiang is also embracing the vision of engaging in the digital economy and pursuing green development. The 5G networks being built in the region. New energy projects such as hydropower plants are also emerging across the plateau. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Sui, and my colleagues Fei Fei and Qi Zhi. Special thanks to CGTN radio reporter Li Yunqi. I will see you in the next one.